Welcome to the Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. Thank you for doing that. And for our Daily Word today, we're going to go into 1 Timothy chapter 2. And I want to talk through what is sometimes a little bit of a troubling passage uh, for people, especially as it relates to women and the role of women in leadership and teaching and and so forth. Um, The scripture here, it says, women, beginning in verse 11, should learn quietly and submissively. I do not let women teach men or have authority over them. Uh, they let, let them listen quietly. And, and he goes on to, to, um, to give as sort of a rationale for this, the fall, right? The woman's uh, role in giving in to the temptation of Satan in the fall. And then he says uh, that, in verse 15, but women will be saved through childbearing, assuming they continue to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. And so some things we need to kind of um, chat through, and I want to do this very carefully and, and, uh, and in a sensitive way. Uh, first thing, though, that I'd, I'd like to, to kind of get out of the way is the fact that women in leadership, women teaching, is not a moral issue. Uh, it seems very clear to me it's not a moral issue. It's not a moral dictate that's coming down from the Lord. It's not moral for Paul. It is actually missional and it has to do with the church and the culture and advancing the mission of Jesus Christ. And that it was at the time, it was better for a, a whole host of reasons. Uh, culturally and religiously in the pagan culture for uh, women to not have the lead role in leading and teaching. But I would point out in that same light as, as sort of evidence that this is, this is missional and not moral is that it's not an absolute blanket uh, statement that he's making in, and in every situation. In fact, in Corinth, he says in chapter 11, and this is at verse 5, that a woman dishonors her head if she prays or prophesies without covering, without a covering on her head. And so the assumption here, of course, is that women are going to be giving prophecies, that they'll, they'll get a word from the Lord that the body is, is meant to receive. Not only that, we can look at the very end of the book of Romans, and Paul is giving a whole list of people who are in ministry, who are connected, that he has deep friendship in the Lord with. And I would mention one in particular in Romans 16 and uh, verse 7. uh, Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who were in prison with me, they are highly respected among the apostles and became followers of Christ before I did. And Junia, very interestingly, and by the way, she's not the only woman mentioned here. Junia is a woman's name. So it seems clear that this, this woman was a part of the ministry and a part of, of leading people to Christ. And the apostles looked at her with great respect. And, and then I, I just offer one more example from uh, the, the New Testament, and that is uh, of 
uh, Priscilla and Aquila. Real interesting, Priscilla is, um, is a, a feminine name, and so this is a man and, and her husband, and, and she is actually mentioned first here in Acts chapter 18 and verse 26, when Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue, that is, they're talking about Apollos here, they heard him preaching, he was clearly, he was being led by the Spirit, he was right on in understanding Jesus as the fulfillment of the promises of God, and, and it says, they took him aside and explained the way of God even more accurately. They were helping him hone his, his message and understand just some few details that he didn't have yet, but clearly she is a part of giving him, a man, instruction. And we might also remember back to the book of Judges and the leadership of Deborah, who is chosen by God to be a judge and to lead the people in that way. And so uh, clearly this word on women uh, teaching and in leadership and so is not moral. It's not immoral for a woman to be chosen for leadership to give teaching. It is, it is a missional consideration here, I, I believe. And let's move then to the, the question though, what, what in the world does this mean uh, that the woman was deceived and, and so forth, but women will be saved through childbearing? What is that about, right? Well, let's remember back to the fall that Adam and Eve, they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They were told not to. They, they were tempted by Satan, and yes, Eve kind of takes the lead in that. But then let's forward, fast forward now, and I want to invite you to think with me about Mary, the mother of Jesus. From a human perspective, Mary takes the lead in our redemption, in our salvation. The angel tells her that she is going to carry, give birth to the Savior. And you'll notice her response, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I am the Lord's servant, right? She says, yes. And so as we're thinking through uh, the, the role of women in the church and ministry and leadership, and so I think that we, we have to look at this and understand that Paul is not, first of all, saying it's immoral to be a woman, but second of all, he is, he is pointing here to this extraordinary role that, that women are related to, and that is that a woman, Mary, bore in her womb the incarnate God. This is an amazing thing. And if we could just take this one step further, we must see here that so many times we, we look at roles and power and leadership and all those things from a very worldly perspective. That somehow if someone is not in charge, if someone is not up front, then they're not important. 
And so from a worldly perspective, you want to be on top. You want to be the one that has say-so. You want to be the one in charge, et cetera, right? But Jesus says it's not that way in the kingdom of God. It's not that way with his followers. He says that the greatest among us is the one who serves. If we want to be great, then we must become the servant, the slave of all. Our lives must be about serving Jesus, serving others. And so if we could just move on past, oh, what does this mean? Is this hard and fast rule about women? And so if we could move on to saying, you know what? Our role is up to God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. And, and the biggest question is, are we, number one, attentive to the Holy Spirit? And number two, submitting ourselves to the leading of God. As God puts a calling before us to not say, that calling is not important enough for me. I deserve a better calling than that. And Paul is, I think, is pointing out here that, yeah, yeah, okay, in, in the church in Ephesus at this time, uh, women are not, it's not going to be their practice for women to be the, the leader, for women to be the speakers. But look what role God has given to women to bear the Son of God, the incarnate God of the universe. It's lifting up the fact that any role in the kingdom of God is such a gift, is such a blessing to be a part of what God is doing. And so if, if, we, if we could, I think we would be so blessed if we could come to the calling of God, wherever God places us, whatever He gives us to do for Him, with this sense of blessing to know that we are a part of how He is bringing salvation into the world. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. And until we get a chance to speak again, may God bless you and keep you.